Hello, and welcome to PodQuest, the show where a group of gamers get together to play role-playing games. Today, though, it is just me, good old Kendall. <laughs> uh, I am the Game Master for Stormfarers, and uh, one of the many players of the role-playing games we do. So, unfortunately, around this time, everybody's getting very busy with certain events, or is just sick with the new cold weather coming in around this time of year. So, I decided to do something a little different. We're still going to be talking about role-playing games. When I first started getting into role-playing games, obviously, my first one, like most people's, was Dungeons & Dragons. Um, a friend introduced me to it uh, that I had known from my homeschool group. But I was always raised to believe that it was demonic, that anything to do with Dungeons and Dragons was uh, of Satan, basically, or that it pretty much was akin to demon worship. And it really doesn't take long to figure out that's not true. This may be like 10 years too late after the big Dungeons and Dragons scare of, well, actually from the information I was looking up, the biggest time of concern was closer to the 80s, um, where a lot of religious groups uh, had some huge misconceptions about how the game was affecting people, and honestly, video games as well have often gone through the same kind of phase of, uh, is <laughs> does it cause people to lose control? Does it uh, put people in like such a uh, disassociation with reality that they can no longer distinguish between good and evil? I'm going to be pulling some verses from the Bible. Uh, I realize not everybody, if anyone, uh, who would be listening to this uh, may necessarily believe in the Bible. Yeah, so I just encourage you, if you are listening and uh, you don't believe in Jesus, that you just take it with a grain of salt and just think of it as a his <clears throat> historical record of one man, Paul, uh, teaching a church or a group of people, the Corinthian church, um, how to go about deciding whether something is good for them to eat in light of how it affects their self, their own conscience, and the people around them. And if you are listening from a Christian perspective, I hope this uh, helps you uh, think more about things as far as what you should or should not allow yourself or any younger people like children or something to do uh, things like that. So without further ado, let's uh, jump it right into it. Dungeons & Dragons is a game that's at its core a creative experience. People think of characters uh, in their imaginations and the they decide what they want to do in the world and the game master uh, coaxes them along. They narrate the story and the players in it get to do what they want. And um, they can be, the players can choose to be any types of characters from charming vagrants to uh, clerics or wizards. Just, yeah, anything you think of when you think of fantasy uh, tropes like Lord of the Rings or Narnia, you can essentially be. There's actually even classes like uh, Minotaur or whatever that I, I realize it's a character of Greek mythology, but I like it uh, because the first time I experienced them was in seeing them in the Disney Narnia movies. <clears throat> yeah, so, like, not all characters are human. 
Um, but I'm getting way too into the specifics. So, uh, benefits. The reason people play is the reason people play any other game. Because it's an entertaining experience, and it's just simply enjoyable. It's a great thing to play with friends, just as one would uh, Monopoly or Scrabble. The reason I think a lot of people are cautious about playing Dungeons & Dragons, or they believe that people who do are not morally sound, is because that <clears throat> there is a story for Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, specifics often uh, pretty much always come down to the Game Master, but there is an existing pantheon of gods that the characters that the players uh, embody may choose to worship, may choose to not worship, and yes, there's obviously also magic involved. The reason a lot of people worry about whether they should play Dungeons and Dragons or not, or whether it's safe for other people who they care about to be playing, is a confusion of realities. Uh, there, I think most people are afraid that uh, if they start playing that they're going to be caught up in a character, or that they are going to be forced to do certain things that they're they wouldn't do normally and to be honest that's essentially every game or every video game every movie experience that takes you out of your current reality anything that's an escape to try and uh imagine being someone else even books um can have that same quality of disassociation with what is real what is not um <clears throat> I did a similar uh, talk about video games, and it is I researched a lot of specific cases about people who had been uh, convicted of very horrendous and violent acts, allegedly based on their obsession with uh, gaming or a certain type of video game, GTA, uh, also known as Grand Theft Auto, was uh, one of the more infamous ones, as well as just various shooters like Call of Duty. I don't think I found a single... Uh, example of somebody who's done violent acts based on their disillusionment with, uh, or, sorry, an addiction to any sort of escapism or uh, alternate reality play that didn't have uh, very poor mental health prior to becoming addicted. Um, it often is always a case of uh, drug abuse or post-traumatic stress disorder, confusion of realities. That only really ha that only extreme event happens if somebody has a pre-existing pre-existing mental health condition. The next concern a lot of people have is that, uh, or that I th I have <clears throat> I think somebody might have going into playing Dungeons and Dragons is that it's going to muddy their conscience. Simply, if you're partaking into something that you believe to be uh, evil or that you have a pre-existing notion that uh, this is immoral but my friends coaxed me to do it. <laughs> um, they're all jumping off the cliff, so I might as well. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's really interesting in the Bible to find out that there's a time uh, that Paul says to actually not question what's going on, or to not be concerned about the nature of something he's partaking in. Because in uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians 10... Verse uh, 25, uh, going through a couple of verses, maybe. Eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Um, 
not going to go into too much detail. When somebody in Corinth wanted to honor a god, they would like go to the altar and sacrifice food by uh, just setting it at the feet of the idol. Uh, if an animal was sacrificed, they would uh, slaughter it, I think, on the altar or something, and then like leave uh, certain parts of it there or uh, and bring certain parts of the meat back uh, that wasn't being sacrificed or, I guess, burnt. The Corinthian churchgoers would go into the marketplace and they would see food that they thought or they knew uh, was on an altar at one point that it had touched the idol or something, or that uh, it was a part of an animal that was meant for a god that was not the Judeo-Christian god. And by eating those uh, animals, they thought that uh, they may have been sinful, or maybe some people were thinking that they were worshipping other gods because they partook of this animal. Um, but yeah, Paul says, he quotes uh, Psalm 24, 1, when he says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. That was something that came with the new covenant of Jesus dying and being raised from the dead. Yeah, it, I found it funny that Paul actually says not to be, not to question it. Just like, don't worry about it. Don't ask them. You pretty much, uh, yeah, don't ask them if it was sacrificed to an idol or not. Because if you do ask, uh, yeah, they could say, no, it was not, and you're free to go. But if they say yes, then you're uh, feeling like you, you're you not free to eat of it. Paul actually goes into it a bit more. If an, if an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is put before you without raising questions again. Uh, but if anyone says to you this has been offered in sacrifice to an idol, then do not eat it, both for your sake and for the sake of the man who told you. I think that sums up a lot of the talk about whether Dungeons and Dragons is truly demon worship, uh, is whether the people who invite you believe that it is. And I've never even heard of somebody, uh, I certainly nobody if I met, I've met has been uh, thinking, yeah, if you're going to play this Dungeons and Dragons game, uh, you must uh, commit to, your or your character even, must uh, have some sort of idol worship or uh, renounce the Judeo-Christian God and uh, practice witch witchcraft. It has never been about that. It's always from a creative, a, story a storytelling perspective. And so the fact that Paul says uh, you can eat whatever you want uh, from an unbeliever's house, like no matter how many gods he sacrificed it to or uh, what he did with it before. Um, for why should my conscience be judged by an another's conscience. First Corinthians, there's so many great verses about scruples, uh, about, uh, yeah, whether you should or shouldn't do something based on your conscience. Uh, I'm, this is all from chapter 10 from kind of, uh, 23 onward. Chapter eight, though, Paul goes into a little bit more about how it affects other people. Uh, yeah, first Corinthians chapter eight, verse uh, seven, but not everybody knows this. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat such food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to an idol. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. Uh, but food does not bring us near to God, nor we worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. So what he's saying is if you have somebody in your life who uh, does believe or is unsure um, that, uh, whether D&D &D is truly evil, or if, even if they, like, have all the facts, like, they still might have some reservations about it, uh, 
it's like if you want to protect them and not and to be a good example, which I'm sure you do if you love them, you won't do it. It's not going to be better for you if you do or you don't. It's not worth making their moral compass more confused. And after all this talk about uh, whether it's evil or not, whether it's uh, something you should do, whether it's even worth playing based on whether it's going to make somebody else uh, worried for you, or uh, the main thing is if it's going to cause somebody to think, oh, well, demon worship is okay. <laughs> um, if you can explain to them and convince them, it certainly isn't about the actual practice of witchcraft. And if they understand that, then uh, you're free to basically invite them, or maybe even, who knows, maybe even involving them in something like that rather than leaving them in the dark would be more beneficial for their mind to see how uh, it isn't as uh, bad as uh, uh, people in the church may have said. But what are the good parts of it? What is What would actually make Dungeons & Dragons be worth playing? Well, honestly... Me and my friends play a lot play a lot over video chat uh, because a lot of us can't be together at the same time and even then we still can't always get together. A uh, little peeved about that, but uh, no screens are necessary. If you have a like a uh, textbook uh, with instructions on how to play it as well as information about the world, and if your players or if the game master as well has uh, the character information about how to uh, roll or what to add to the number on their dice. You don't need to look at a single screen, f and it can keep people entertained for uh, multiple hours. Uh, again, it may not always be the best for children, but like again, that just it all depends on who's running it. If you want to, uh, uh, like, if, if you're afraid that. Dungeons and Dragons may be too raunchy for somebody like under the age of 18, I guess, to play. Just n never mentioned it. Like, you don't have to uh, bring that up. There's very few things in Dungeons and Dragons other than the gameplay mechanics of rolling dice and writing down uh, health points that are set in stone. And so, yeah, if there's like a location where it says yeah there's this that and the other thing and here's the brothel you don't even have to tell people it's not all laid out um you can annex basically whatever you want from the story there's no uh unless you want people to criticize you you don't have to explain there's no standard there's no necessarily a standard way to play there may be certain ways to uh narrate the story and to explain it to your players that uh, help them to think more creatively and to enjoy it more. And you can add or take away whatever you want. You could play an entire game of Dungeons and Dragons without mentioning any other deity. Heck, you could even make a story uh, or a world where the Judeo-Christian God is real, <laughs> and but it's still also a fantasy world. My mom once said something about Star Wars not necessarily being Christian or whatever, and I was just like, what's to say that God isn't also the God of galaxies far, far away? <laughs> and uh, But anyway, yeah, not a single screen necessary. Uh, I was talking about how video games can be addictive, and I, I feel like Dungeons & Dragons would actually probably... Bleh, probably be 
a better way to uh, get like uh, kids or people in general off of uh, YouTube, off of Xbox, and to just think more and to use their imagination. I was so thankful for uh, the what I had uh, as a kid, uh, a radio show, uh, Adventures in Odyssey, and uh, the stories that they made with the voice actors and the sound effects and filling all the visuals in with my mind was today one of the most uh, positive influences on my creative process and on my way to imagine things visually and so having that i think can be great and yeah again it's just essentially a creative exercise the mainstay of this whole argument is uh first corinthians 10 verse 31 to uh 33 so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of god do not cause anyone to stumble whether jews greeks or the church of god even as I try to please every, everybody in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, yeah, Jesus uh, met with uh, the drunkards and the prostitutes and just a rough crowd. But if you're somebody who struggles with alcoholism, struggles with remaining pure sexually ministering to them is not always the best idea. I say that because the role-playing game community is so strong, especially uh, especially in this era right now. It could be such a godly tool for uh, encouraging people to be productive and honestly to be moral even. Um, you can, as a game master, give people a op- give the characters an opportunity to be a hero to like to stand up for uh the little guy and maybe if uh they don't choose those sorts of things possibly encouraging them and say like well yeah i realize your character is selfish but what about a character change or something or and maybe or maybe not talking about it in game but talking about afterwards like is that really how you feel about life is that the reality you're living and um As the uh, verse I just read said, uh, do it for the glory of God. Now, this is all taken with common sense. Uh, Nobody can have a scruple that allows them uh, to uh, sin or steal. D&D can be a very productive thing. If somebody asks you or tells you that uh, they particularly are a Satanist or that they want you to worship other gods um, and also play Dungeons and Dragons, which I promise you, nobody will say those two things in the same breath. Unless they're making uh, accusations about the game. Just, if you feel free to do it, don't worry about it. Don't question it. I'm trying to do everything for the glory of God myself, certainly. It's, uh, if it doesn't cause somebody else to be less concerned about things that could actually harm them do it and yeah and all you do do it for the glory of god even role-playing games right that's all for uh today's pod quest hope you enjoyed it i really wish i could have the rest of the gang on to talk uh maybe even get their feedback but i would like to hear your feedback if you have anything for us uh in the comments 
or a review or any way you can if you're hearing this uh but other than that uh thank you very much for listening and i'll see you around as always have fun and get lost